Greetings, wrestling fans, and welcome to Squared Circle Society. I'm Flesh Wound Dan, joined by producer Todd. Good evening. Coming through loud and clear like a sunny queef, Todd. How are you doing today? I'm not even three minutes in. <laughs> queef is okay. Well, whatever female audience we had just left. Cause... Uh, ladies are you offended by queef that's not a that that's that's one of those words that that a lot go like the the other well the other trigger word the c one that i didn't drop the c bomb no 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 but i'm saying that's when a lot of it's up there with moist some people are weird about that moist i'll say moist as much as i want why that's a good thing if you're making a girl moist that is a good No, no no i'm not saying some people like are just repulsed by the word well they shouldn't be I'm going to work moist in tonight a lot. But, uh, Todd, how have you been this week? Busy. Well, busy, but good busy, hopefully. Busy. Been (laughs) been up to some cool projects, so you've been doing, you've been having a good week. Uh, And I've been having a good week because Dark Side of the Ring is back after, so we didn't have any last year, right? Because it would, it seemed like it was just done, and they were doing all the A and E decks and all that stuff. Well, well, they weren't doing the A and E. Well, the w, yeah, WWE was doing that shit, which was like kind of, I guess, supposed to be the replacement, but it wasn't. Well, no, 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 the A and E stuff separate, separate. Totally, that's different. Tales from the yeah. territory is what. There you go. Got, sorry, sorry. What? Yeah. what yeah, well, because there are also the A and E things. Those are they're those are different. The biographies they've been doing. For a couple mm. years, but yeah, no, the tales from the territory one. Actually, I don't think if it, if it wasn't for that, we probably wouldn't have got a season four, because they said that that do, working on that is what made them want to do more Dark Side of the Ring, because I think they were done after the last season. So, yeah. and and they said that's kind of like where there is kind of a little bit more of territory stuff in this season, because that really like rejuvenated their their love of the sport. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Cliff, I'm just going to say right now, Frizuka has not had moist anything in about, <laughs> yeah, we'll just, she's talking about bone dry. Sorry. Just moist. She, hope, uh, she likes guys with hats, I hear, so, <laughs> you know, and beards, but, no. but yeah, damn, Cliff. God. I was sorry, yeah, I know, I was totally talking about, like, on topic for once. Yes. Cliff derailed me, God Damn it, Cliff. <laughs> what was I you were just um, talking about the tales from the territories yeah. and um which which is another vice show which i did really enjoy but that one i was in you know with wwe so it was a little i, I or was it seven bucks entertainment the rocks company but there was mm. that association so it was a little bit more uh let's say mainstream but a little more accepted because i know a lot of people kind of look down on dark side um because it's the best of the bunch. <laughs> I mean, you give me like something du- like with WWE involved, I know I'm not really going to hear anything. The Tales from the Territory stories, they pretty much, yeah, it wasn't, but they also didn't cover like Snooka, you yeah. know, killing, you know. No, <laughs> and they're not going to, they're not going to cover the Memphis underage girls controversy. Right. They're, they're they're definitely gonna treat it with kid gloves because they're working with them. Right. So yeah, it's not as interesting. I watched I think one, maybe two 
I think a couple things, and I just really and you didn't that first episode, like it, well, maybe you have to be in the business. <laughs> I don't know. Never mind. I can't it literally. Remember. It literally like every promoter in the fucking world go watch Tales from the Territory episode one. I don't and think then, I saw one. I saw one in the middle that I just oh, happened. No, I don't one. even remember. I was just kind of like, eh, you know. There was uh, there was only noise. one episode I was kind of on. It'll probably be that one. But no, that first episode, like, yeah. If you haven't watched that and you're in the business and you're not taking notes during that episode, you're doing it wrong. The, oh well, shit. Now I got to go and check it out. You make it sound interesting. Oh yeah, that I, first one. It yeah. honestly that it might have been the one that should have been the finale, but that, mm. I want was it the mid south one. Company fluff pieces now. It's just like that doesn't do anything for me. They're, yeah, they're they're not that. Like, yeah, they're not going to cover that, but they're still covering stories that they wouldn't do on the network. Okay, a little yeah. bit. More, yeah. a little bit we're not going full dark side. I mean, but I haven't like I haven't seen anything that was like the Jeff Jarrett episode. That was awesome. I think that might have been the first one because it was the Jarretts and the King. So that had to been. Uh, Memphis. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot of shit. I bet they left out of the Memphis well, one. Yeah, there's a lot of shit off everything. But I mean, it's still. Yeah, yeah. yeah I might check out some of it. I was just kind of like, yeah, this is no replacement. Swaggy, if you're a Sunny fan, you may <laughs> you may not be too happy with this episode. But uh, uh, excuse me, I will be standing up for all the Sunny fans since Pugs can't be here either. <laughs> you can be a fan. Uh, well, I'm just going to go before you even read it, Dan. I'm just going to say he's not going to do it because Dan always is big talk that never follows through. What does it say, Dan, from Off the Grill Podcast? Uh, my buddy Steak Sauce wants me to cut off my uh, manhood and infiltrate Sonny's prison. But then that would that okay. kind of defeat the self-defeating, though. Dan, like, I don't see. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Well. To... I'd probably be fucking hot, but I'm just saying it just, you know. I had to get rid of Dan for that bullshit. What what the hell was that? Sorry. God damn. Now you got it out of position, Todd. I know, fine. and it's gonna bother people, so there you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I I all right, but so Dan's not gonna dark side of the ring. You hey, you don't know. See, look, private look, no school. stop. I'm hotter than no Matthew surgery Mobi. necessary. Okay. Well, then, then you said the wording you used means you got to cut it off to me, but all right. We'll yeah, see. We'll just get you. You know what? We should move along really quick. Probably, yes. Uh, so, dark side, of the... <laughs> dark side of the Ring Season 4, Episode 1, Chris and Tammy. Uh, so, I figure a good way to kick it off. Todd, you're older than me. A lot older. Way, way older. You were like 40, I think, when uh, the body I'm 10 years older more. than you, Dan. But how did you first sort of become a fan? Do you go way back to the beginning? You know, Smoky Mountain, were you uh, ECW, WWE? Like, how did you be first become a fan of these two? Well, ECW was after. It was. I didn't know. You... I know you, you had a period where I think you said you weren't watching WWE, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 95, but who was watching WWE in that horrible, horrible, shitty year of 95? <laughs> I don't even think Vince watched that year. Was that the year he's off to getting indicted? <laughs> 92. 
Okay, well, he should have yeah. avoided 95 also. <laughs> um, but what's your history with these two? Um, honestly, I mean, I might have seen him before, but my first memories are the body Donna's. Okay. Like of, um, because yeah, ECW was after because like Cantito was there, but um, yeah, so would be most people's introduction. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was, uh, see, I was a big PWI guy back in the day. So I already was aware of his work from Smoky Mountain. Yeah. And uh, I don't even remember. I went to, I think, two Smoky Mountain shows. And I feel like I saw him. I can't, I don't remember Tammy, though. A lot of shows, a lot of memories running together. But uh uh, at the time, he's probably just another guy, but I was always a big fan. He was, you know, no gimmicks needed was always the tag they threw on him. And uh, he is one of those guys that legitimately probably would have had a spot for many, many years had he not tragically died at 33, just based on his in-ring talent. Uh, I don't, I never knew him, but I think we've both known people who've worked with him and I don't think I've ever heard a single bad word about Chris Candido ever. And that's saying something in wrestling. Uh, I, a lot of bad words about Tammy, which we'll get into, but I don't think I ever heard anything negative about Candido. He made people look amazing. Uh, his work in, in WWF at the time was stellar I remember the Barry Horowitz feud, which I thought was a fun little story they did, kind of giving uh, Barry Horowitz that miracle victory over him. And uh, he, he was somebody that just, he always worked. Obviously, Sonny was the one that launched him to success that he may not have otherwise had because he wasn't that typical WWE superstar look, although that was certainly evolving uh, at that point, like you said, post-steroid trial and everything but uh man i just so captivating and obviously i was a big sunny fan too she was the original really the original internet superstar chick oh who, who always argues that like cindy margolis i remember she used to always argue that fact because she said she didn't count for some reason because she wasn't a celebrity or some bullshit she was on national television. I don't know. I re- she used to always be on Howard Stern bitching about how it was her. She was really the one. Yeah, there's, you know, really, if you want to, if you want to start a fight with old adult film stars, go into an argument over like who is the first like web based adult superstar. There's a lot that'll fight with you. For me, it's Carol Cox, but that's another story. But uh, see, I thought it was Danny Ash. It it depends, and that's a, like I said, that's a longer debate. Maybe we work that into a show, though. Yeah, because I actually feel like I could get Carol Cox on, no. but we'll see. There's a wrestling uh, connection with her. She was uh, she ran a promotion in Canada that uh, Kevin Steen and. A lot of others started in, but uh, but back to this, uh, which we will somehow get back to adult film because that factors into this too. Big um, T, I see your question. We'll, we'll just hold off on that one for a minute. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, I, I'm letting you finish your your intro first. Uh, but yeah, no, it just 
wow, did it work. What in the heat that she was able to get. I like that this episode showed some of those promos from Smoky Mountain that a lot of people maybe haven't seen before. Uh, the fact that she was essentially a character to created to capitalize on the hatred in the South of Hillary Clinton. Uh, Smoky Mountain, dude. If you guys haven't gone back and watched some of the Smoky Mountain stuff on the network, you should. The the Tammy promos to uh, the gangsters, like nearly inciting legit riots. There are wrestlers that say, I used to incite riots at the arenas. They actually <laughs> incited riots. Uh, shout out to our boy OJ. Like, I mean, some of that, <laughs> that shit was gold. Those Smoky Mountain <sighs> promos. I um, wish New, J- New Jack was breaking into business now. Could you imagine the reaction of GCW fucking woke? <laughs> <laughs> New Jack wouldn't laugh. New Jack would just whack Brett Lauderdale in the sack <laughs> with the golf club on day one. There's no way he would survive woke GCW. But, uh, uh, no, XPW, New Jack Schlack feud, come on, that would have been awesome. Uh, but, but yeah, no, you could see that star power. I've always said about Sonny, she kind of, she ushered in the, the divas, the divas. And that's also something you can argue because, again, you had, Missy Hyatt and a lot of other people that they said, you know, you could argue, well, did she really? But she was that bridge to that era. Considering it's a WWE term, I'm going to say yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because there were women before her, and I get what you're saying, but I mean. Yeah, there were, she was, there were other sexualized characters before her, too. There were. So, you know, yeah, I just, I don't know, I want to give Dewar it's it's earned, but here's but... the thing it goes like this though if it happened on the small stage it, it's not as meaningful if it doesn't happen on the big stage this is true although she kind of when it hit its peak she kind of was gone from wwe anyways but oh no no you know there yeah she there was the, we'll get into this the sable yeah kind of <laughs> right at that explosion but uh but you could I, i've always put her over she was a great character uh, who got tons of heat and uh, big, yeah. Um, big T said Smoky Mountain was ECW without extreme violence. I've always said Paulie and Cornette are like basically the same person, except for that one slight difference philosophy and booking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but her as a character, she was fantastic. And she deserves all the credit in the world for, you know, she deserved the Hall of Fame. She helped WWE at a time when, you know, again, 95, 96, you know, things were kind of like at their peak awful at that point in terms of business. Mm -hmm. You know, we had good things going on, but in terms of business, she was one of those bright spots that really, you know, helped lead us into the Attitude Era. And uh, it's a shame she was such a fucking bitch because I think she could have had a longer run. Uh, I like how this kind of this is really more of a Chris Candido episode than it is Tammy. They, the focus it is needs a, to be. Yeah, it focuses a little bit more on him. I feel you could still do a whole episode on well, Sonny. You I can, but the story's not done being told. That's yeah. the problem. 
See, and that's I know that's the reason they don't cover modern stuff. Like you can't really cover the CM Punk thing, you know, yet because it's not done being told. That's why they said a lot of the newer stories they don't won't touch because we don't know where Sunny's story is going to end. I mean, we all kind of do, mm-hmm. but we'll talk about that as we go along. Yeah, yeah, I and they, there's some footage uh, for some of that, but uh, so yeah, they do a pretty good job. I always am left wanting more in these dark side of the ring episodes because an hour is a very short time to tell these stories. Uh, sad episode for sure. Cause you just see like this genuinely nice guy again, ask anybody that was in his orbit at any time you're hard pressed to ever, never in a shoot interview. Did I hear anybody say something bad about him? Um, and that's rare in wrestling. Uh, uh, I you keep for you forget how young he actually was when he died and and what a freak thing that was yeah. if he just didn't fly because I remember watching that uh, that TNA pay per view with the Naturals and the the cage and everything and you know when you hear he died it's like what what and it's something to do with an injury I was like what he just injured his his leg i mean how how the hell did that lead to a death um and i think that's what's so sad about it because i think at the time he had he had beat his demons well you you never really beat him but well he was was in a good place he was in a good place he was looking good um you know some of the indie work and i did see him on an indie show somewhere around that time where he was starting to look like shit, you know, he, he was very much in a bad place, uh, post ECW and, uh, WCW for that matter. Um, are, are we talking about his XPW run, which was not mentioned, but one second, in this goddamn show. Yeah. That surprised me. WCW too. They didn't really go into that WCW run either, but, um, I guess just again, you only got an hour, but, uh, yeah, he, he looked pretty rough, but it was, you could see that spark coming back in TNA and it's a shame yeah. it was cut so short. Uh, cause he's somebody quite frankly, that could possibly still be doing it. I could very easily see him still be doing it to this day. At the very least, um, a producer helping out in the back. I mean, he, he's yeah. resting mind. I mean, would hundred percent be put to use, but I'm going to go flip side. Do you still think he'd be alive though? Like if he stayed with Tammy. <sighs> that there's a double argument there. I mean, could he have evened her, her out? Probably not. My answer I'm answering my well, own. Well, that one cop guy did for quite a long time. Did he? I mean, he, maybe she wasn't arrested at that time. Well, no, because then after that, like when she got into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. When she was on Raw 20, I think it was. What, she whatever. good. Yeah, and, she did look good. And she, she did not look, you know, like an addict. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Currently using. But. She's getting fucked by Dolph Ziggler and <laughs> life was life was good. Well, I mean, maybe. So it's all Dolph's fault. If he wouldn't have, like, if, if she would have stayed. Dolph alive, Ziggler you know. has a cursed <laughs> penis. Squared Circle well, Society <laughs> News Brief. <laughs> 
Well, it wasn't Amy Schumer, so I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe uh, Dolph got it. Maybe it's a cursed vagina, and Dolph transferred oh, okay. it to Amy Schumer's vag is the reason why all of this went down. Yes. <sighs> Cancel Amy Sue Schumer's vag. Uh, Hold on. Oh, well, I, oh, here we go. You want to read this? Uh, Big T, if he had stayed alive, he would have been the Kevin Federline of professional wrestling. While Sonny would be the Britney, they would have always been getting into trouble and fights. Well, you don't really hear a whole lot about yeah, like Candido incidents, though. No, like, he was still managed to. Yeah, like he managed to stay above it. I mean, I'm sure plenty of times he was the guy that was like trying to like pull her away from shit because uh, this touches on it a little bit, but there's shoot interviews. His brother has some shoot interviews out there where he'd say like she would directly like like she was just having a ball like starting some fire and trying to drag you know chris or even johnny into it she was just really a wretched human being um so yeah i don't know i it's tough i mean that as dark as that sounds she might have put him in the grave anyways um but and they were both addicts, you know, you can't, you know, just yeah. absolve him of, you know, uh, you know, blame her for everything that he, you know, got into. But um, I don't know. I just think she's one of those people. She was a danger for a long time. And it's a shame that somebody had to die for her to finally get justice, which she technically hasn't gotten yet, but certainly seems suspended license. She's going to be doing some harder time this go well, the license has been suspended for years and years that's part of the thing yeah she definitely wasn't supposed to be in a car but i think she's at her last lifeline at this point it's just a question of whether she's going to be an old lady when she gets out or you know well she probably will be no matter what because i i think she's I think about a decade is her best case scenario at this point so yeah. you're not going to be seeing tammy what, anytime soon a white woman uh, yeah, but dude, there's a lot of you got hey, that it, whole case. Like, is it in at Florida? a certain point, huh? Is it in Florida? Yeah, yeah. she's got like a fucking sixty days watch. She's already had that. I don't know. I'm just time. Again, I'm not a. I'm not a lawyer, but she's she's gonna do some hard time it'll oh, be okay. interesting she deserves 20 years honestly oh hey swaggy uh so uh what did she do she her, her license was just revoked and uh, she had what? many duis many uh criminal trespassing uh domestic violence assaulting her boyfriend as lots and lots of of legal messes over the years uh leading up to 2020 i guess was the year uh leading up to that they became more and more frequent uh, as we went along and she drove her car well she drove her boyfriend's car <laughs> so he's fucked uh while just stupid pass out drunk and she killed a 75 year old grandpa uh that was I can't remember if he was like picking up his grandkid, but just at a bus stop, just ran him down, killed him. So 
you know, pretty shit human being. At a certain point, you can't just, you know, blame your demons for everything. There is the argument, though, that it is. That's Mm. the thing with addiction. Yeah, but you can't. It is when somebody's dead. Okay, there's a difference. But when you kill somebody, but there's yeah, answer for it. I'm not saying that. That's that. Be clear. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying it is the addiction. I mean, is should she be held responsible? One hundred percent, because that's still her. But. If you can't, you get to a certain point. If you can't pull it together, then you got to be in jail. But, but what's the cutoff, though? What do you mean? What's the cutoff? Look at Razor. Look at, look at, uh, sure, Jake. but he never got anybody killed. I, no, I, I, I yeah, that's true. Never but, got anybody killed. I mean, if she, if she wants to drink herself or take pills and, you know, drink, do drugs into oblivion, that's her business, but, you got into a car, you know, in an area where she could have called an Uber. She, they, you know, she had, she could have walked, especially this area. She definitely could have walked. Like there, there's just that's a the selfishness. That's the addiction. And sure, that's the selfishness though too. You can go get your booze and just drink yourself stupid in your house. No, no, but if if you are drunk. And you want to do something, you might just do it, even if well, you're not going to think about what's wrong. I don't know. I'm the straight edge guy here for the I most know. part. I'm but, coming from the alcoholic's point of view. But again, Scott Hall never killed anybody. Also, and I'll be perfectly honest, some are a little bit more sympathetic. You know, Scott Hall, you know, I, I'm sure there's plenty of people, and there are. They would say Scott Hall was a fucking dick, but compared to Sonny, Sonny, you know why? A lot of good people saying good things about her. You know why? It's because she's a woman. Like she would have been a go-getter if she was a guy, but because she has a vagina, it's like, oh, this fucking c-word. Uh, oh, who you're ooh, talking ooh, about? Cliff Booth, eat a dick, Dan. Thank you. I totally forgot about. That. Well, yeah, that was a guy though that attacked him. Yeah, but he didn't, killed it. But the I mean, point he did kill a guy. Well, yeah, he did kill a guy, but he yeah, in self-defense, that's a little bit different. Uh I, I don't know. I you're not gonna 83. find a lot of sympathy from from me. Uh she needs to be in jail for the next 20 years. That's I mean, you kind of she's out of lifelines, in my opinion. You I let know. her out in six months, I think she'll do it again. Why wouldn't she? She's done, I think. At least a year in jail, I think. So she's, if that's considered hard time, uh, she's done that before. So yeah, but, you don't but learn this, after that, you know. But at this point now, she can come up to the trial and uh, case dismissed. But, or not even case dismissed, sorry, time served. Uh, I don't, uh, we'll see. She's going to get some time. You could be right. It could be another bullshit, you know. I mean, I don't know what a few years <laughs> at least, but which I would consider bullshit, but I don't know, dude. I so I'm surprised you're on the sunny defense train tonight because she stole your goddamn hot dog. I'm defending the addict. Okay. Well, I, I say mean, fucker. well, I mean, 
I'm trying to be, you know, look at it from both perspectives. Well, what would you do? You're, you're judge and jury. What do you hit her with? AA is not going to fix what she's got. And she's done that before. So what are you going to hit her with? I didn't know I was judging her today. So You're the judge, Todd. You're judge, Todd. Uh, I don't know. I'll send her to my basement. <laughs> well, that's cruel and unusual, Todd. But you gotta, you gotta give her something. What do you give her? I well, mean, what? You, you, and you can't trust that she's not going to jump in some fuck buddy's car again and kill somebody else. So, like, what do you give her? <sighs> That's hard. We're asking the hard question. No, no, and I don't agree. She she seems too far gone. But it's a tough one, but say it well. See, that's just my thing. It's like somebody does get to that point where you gotta lock them up or they're dangerous. But see. Because she should be theoretically clean right now. Yeah, she's been clean before. She was in jail, I I believe, at least a year. I'd have to double check. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. So it's one of the, you never know if this is the one that's going to take. How many did it take for? Well, I know. Do you gamble on that? That's, I know if I lock her down for 10 or 20 years or whatever the max might be which i believe is like 20 years uh you know that's 20 years that she's definitely not going to hurt anybody that would be my way of looking at it it it, i don't know i don't know if it was like the first time thing i guess you have to sort of make a really hard judgment there but when somebody's dead i don't know that's just my my feeling on it now, I've noticed a lot of, like, really nasty stuff that it kind of said, like, Chris Candido's dead because of her. That I don't agree with. They're both adults. And number one, Candido's death really was a freak thing. It wasn't. A lot of people seem to think, watching this episode, they're like, wow, I thought he died of a drug overdose. No, it was it was just that whole blood thinners thing and flying, uh, which... I remember hearing about that back then and thinking like, man, I didn't even know that was a thing that you couldn't fly uh, with something like that. It's not the blood thinners. The blood thinners thins the blood to prevent a clot. Yeah, but it like traveled up. No, no, no. Okay, well, I'm trying to explain to you how a blood clot works. Yeah. If he had been on the thinners, it would have kept prevented a clot. Okay. But like the flying in the altitude, it it's going to clot. And yeah, that's yeah. what. Now, if you're on thinners, it prevents the clotting. Yeah, yeah. The saddest part of this episode is when the mother, like, he talked to her about it, like, right before he went to bed and didn't wake up. I thought that was pretty sad. Um, Not the most, the most depressing dark side of the ring is still uh, Benoit's kid. Like, that one is rough. This (laughs) one was up there, though. Yeah, it was. It didn't quite hit me at that level, but, uh, you know... It, it, it was it was rough. If it uh, would have just been Chris, I think it probably would hit you harder. You're too busy getting mad at Sonny. Yeah, maybe the hatred for Sonny now kind of clouded it. I watched the I watched Sunny Side Up when it was done, so I don't know what you're talking about. I think it ended up being just a bot, but uh, 
after that happened, I was like fighting with some like bot that I thought was Sonny's account, which I, is funny in retrospect. I did call the bot the C word uh, in that case because she was like, I, it was something about like an OnlyFans thing, and I was like, "You just killed somebody, you f and c word." <laughs> and then I think, actually, I think it might have been you, Steak Sauce, who said like that's a bot. Dan's arguing with bots now. I Jesus did. Christ, that isn't that what? No. I didn't uh, know. It looked like an official account, but it wasn't. Uh, so, did you join her OnlyFans, or did you have to cancel it? Oh, if I was a member, I would definitely cancel it. <laughs> I'm gonna go I might. Play. I mean, you, you know, you get that extra month. I'm not saying I wouldn't have faffed to it a few more times, but she definitely wasn't getting a renewal. God damn it. It's funny because we've all talked about doing it when she started it, but we've never pulled the trigger. Pugs was the closest. <laughs> I think once you saw Sunny side up, you know, 15 years too late, that was kind of like, yeah, I'm good 20 now. years too late. Okay, here's the thing with Sunny. Maybe I do have a little soft spot for her. I think I met her like four times in my life. Did you get one of those uh bed uh I no, I'm not her. I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> um I did this is like one of the earliest I can't remember because my buddy wanted to go. It was a signing at the Long Beach Tower Records Wow store, which if you don't know what that is because they were a rare thing, a tower a wow store was half tower records, half good guys. So something that could only be around in the nineties. <laughs> so that was the first time. And it was uh, when they were doing, uh, I can't remember. I think they were just promoting the, the local house show, which was weird though. Cause they did it in long beach and the fucking house show was in Anaheim, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So we went there to you meet her. And I just remember my friend, cause this was like, like prime sunny, like at the top, yeah, you know, most downloaded internet, you know, celebrity, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember because it was my friend. My friend hated Sonny, hated her. And when we got there, he couldn't talk, so I had to like fucking push him. Talk, you stupid fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he was starstruck, but and yeah. then he fucked her. No, and got cursed. We we didn't know all we needed was a fucking baggie, and we would have fucking brought it. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, eh, eh, probably towards the end, and definitely. When Trust me, out. when she was stealing my hot dogs in XBW. Yeah, you got to tell that again. I know you've told it before, but she cut in front of you, right, and got the last hot dog. Well, I don't know if it was the last hot dog, but I was waiting. But it was your dog. fucking hot dog. It was my hot dog, or she didn't cut in front of me. You should have just picked her ass up, set her behind you, and said, "You wait, and then get your hot dog." <laughs> she was bigger at that point so it might have taken some effort but that was it, that was bbw sunny it, era. Uh, todd supports bbw sunny <laughs> um 2020 th- uh, jesus wait yeah 2003 jesus christ i had to re- look at the date uh, that was a long fucking time ago yeah so Oh, you want me I to get... tell it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So it was XPW, uh, My Bloody Valentine 2003, the fourth one, third one, fourth one. And I was waiting for my, I was politely waiting in line to get my hot dogs from the snack bar. And this bitch cut in front of me and bought the last two hot dogs. <laughs> I shouldn't call her a bitch, but it was the 90s. That's what I said. 
This fucking bitch. <laughs> you, you should have just been like, you really want to do that? Uh, she wanted way more than, than two of my wieners, so. <laughs> well, I know we can't talk about that, but I know there were a lot of wieners uh, involved in XPW when it comes to Sonny. But uh, I remember. See, I'm I'm tired of talking about Sonny. Let's talk about. I Ryan. wish we had somebody come on that actually did. But uh, I was going to ask, but I thought. <laughs> um, I wonder which one would do it though. That's one I don't think would. I think one would if he was in the right mood. But. Yeah. Uh, so Chris I mean, Candido, though. Yes, uh, I remember. Let's see. I'm going to go straight to XPW when he showed up when he was in XPW. I remember when I got to see him at, and then there were four. That was the show after. Well, yeah, because I saw him. At the, but okay, he was the show before. But at this particular show, I remember being upset because it was the, it was hmm. the the title match and Sabu entered in the match and I was. I was disappointed because I would have rather wanted Candido <laughs> with the belt. <laughs> I remember for that whole year Sabu had, I was like annoyed. I used to just fucking talk shit to him every time he was out there. <laughs> Do you ever lob a chair at your head? No, I, it wasn't that serious. So. <laughs> I, I was I was a nicer, angry fan then, I guess. <laughs> well, you've been hit before. I'm surprised Sabu didn't put you in your place. You can't put me in my place. <laughs> uh, well yeah no uh i mean candido actually did some great shit in xpw i mean yeah the wcw run was kind of like eh. there there were so many people in wcw at that point it's like i was excited for it though yeah no i was too he had a he had at least a handful of really good matches in wcw um sunny star just when it started to flicker out in WWE, honestly, she never got it back. I don't think. No. Um, you know, ECW, not really. I mean, she wasn't that kind. Of, even, you know, being a smaller audience, it's she still didn't have that same spark that she had. <laughs> when they're playing the chants. <laughs> She's a crackhorn and all the shit. <sighs> <laughs> You don't have to add allegedly to that one. Uh, but I know she smoked crack, <laughs> but yeah. everything else we did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, Sable Rose and she faded away. I even remember being a fan, uh, of course, back then and thinking like, why aren't they doing more with Sonny? And they don't really go into this in this particular episode, but I always heard Linda McMahon fucking hated her with a passion, and that was part of it. Hmm. Uh, once she kind of, you know, faded out and had that kind of reputation, I had heard that just Linda McMahon just hated her guts. Because I really thought she might get another run in WWE around the Hall of Fame induction, because she was close to looking like old yeah. school Sonny. She was. She just looked a yeah. little older. Yeah, but... a little older, but looking good. You go back and watch that induction. I mean, and I was all for it. I was like, shit, put her put her with somebody that needs a rub. Try and create that same magic that she had with Candido. Really good wrestler that might just need that little extra something to, to ascend. 
honestly, Dolph Ziggler might not have been bad, although I'm trying to remember he might have been with Vicky at that point. But uh, <clears throat> Big T, I saw Sunny at the Raw 15th anniversary. She got pop of the night. No doubt about it. She was huge. Uh, but I don't remember the same level of of reactions after that. Like it just it was kind of like her time had passed in WWE. Did she did she do anything after the Raw 15th? Well, I mean just indie stuff at that. Oh no no okay. I in, in the well an indie pop's different than yeah. WWE. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Uh um, I thought she like came back again. I was like no, she was done at that. Well, didn't she, you didn't had the she, Battle Royal, the WrestleMania Battle Royal, which... Uh, with no one got an entrance and no one even knew who half the women were because they all really, like. Really probably one of the worst re- WrestleMania matches ever. Not just, I mean, the match was what it was, but just the way that was put together. It's like, okay, so we're not even giving these returning names nostalgia pops. You hear their music. Like, what's the point of this? Kid Rock, I think it was, just sang over it all. It was awesome. If you're going to do that, just do one, fade it. Next one, come on, do it. Just give that initial pop. Yeah. It, it would have slowed it down some, but it would have been better than the way they did it. The, yeah, it would have. That was just ill-conceived. But uh, they do go into, and I remember watching this and thinking, like, man, this is a bummer. Uh, Tammy's tell-all cringe fest interview on ECW. Uh, directed by Paul Heyman. You could still tell that Tim Cornette, Tim Cornette, Jim Cornette, making the asylum version of Cornette, uh, Jim Cornette was still kind of a little bit pissed about that. Like you could kind of see it in his face. Yeah. When he, when it came back up. Yeah, you could definitely, but you'd also see how much he really cared about her. Yeah, he did. Although I'll tell you, look, you go back, and listen to his podcast right after uh, she had killed the guy. Uh, he wasn't mincing words. He said, like, you know, you got to pay for this now. Uh, mm-hmm. You got to go to jail probably for a long time. Um, there is I, no comeback for her at this point. No. that there In wrestling, there is no comeback. Like, honest to God, if I were – call me an asshole but if she if she if i was at a show and she came out i would get a taker keys chant going (laughs) now i just want to book her for that (laughs) and i would not feel bad about it for a minute uh why would i've never felt bad during a chant even those that have gotten me punched in the face (laughs) you gotta get punched by a modern day xpw star now nah i'm good all the little indie, yeah, they, they hit like bitches. So TJ Perkins not... might slap you at some point because he's tired of your shit. TJP is just gonna like super kick you, super kick your hot dog out of your hands and into the trash, Todd. That's what's gonna happen. Well, I wish he lived his old TNA gimmick. Then how's that? Oh, all right, we're not gonna elaborate on that one. Uh, so. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Chris, let's talk about Chris this fucking bitch. <laughs> What's your favorite match? He had a, a, some great oh. stuff with Jerry Lynn, which granted, at that time, it's impossible to have a bad match with them. He always, if not match of the night, 
it was close, man. I mean, the the tag stuff with Lance Storm. Yeah. My God, can you imagine Candido and Storm against FTR right, right now? Can you? I mean, give them a fucking hour. Like it would just be awesome. I when people ask me like great greatest tag teams of all time, there's a lot of obvious choices to that. You know, Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express, and so on. Uh, but I always bring up Candido and Storm. Like those two right now, tag team champions uh, yeah. in AEW or WWE, even though they don't take tag wrestling very Ooh, seriously. Dream match. Chris Candido versus Brian Danielson. That might have taken place. That's what I was just thinking too. I'm looking at uh, I feel like, well, I can't say I... I I've ever seen it, but uh, I'm gonna see it, if it exists. <laughs> yeah, and that might have also have been in his dark period, though. Too, actually, it probably would have been, uh, unfortunately. But uh, I mean, Candido definitely would have been one of those guys if he was working the Indies, you know, no. 15 years later, that would have shown up in NXT. And would have had like that Robert Roode run where he just probably would have had a much bigger run. Then probably would have crapped out on the main roster because they didn't know how to use Robert Roode. Uh, but Candido is better than Roode. Roode is good, dude. I mean, he is, but I still think Candido is better. One, they're actually kind of comparable though, too, because they were always really adaptable. Like they could just have a good a really good match with anybody you look at what rude did in tna where he might have been working a luchador mm-hmm. and you know he could change it up and just have really compelling matches i will say two of the more underrated guys although rude had a little more success i guess than uh candido depending how you look at it but um yeah man and i don't know this one it ends Kind of leaving you wanting more. Uh, doesn't make Heyman look good because they do go into the debt that Chris and Tammy had uh, when. Uh, yeah, that's the him. one thing that's. Yeah. Well, they couldn't buy drugs then. Good for him. <laughs> I'm making Paul the hero now. <laughs> I did it for them. Uh, <laughs> I killed ECW for Candido. Uh, but. Yeah, man. Uh, it, it's a rough But episode. to be fair, timeout. Paul Heyman owed everyone money. Wasn't it, just Chris and Tim. We heard that story about Tommy Dreamer. I mean, holy shit. Like, <laughs> I was just going to pop him and then do my pose and pop myself, like, at WrestleMania. And you know, you know Vince would be in the headset. Jim, the show must go on. Ask Dream if he wants to call it with you. <laughs> you. You would have had Paul face down on the desk and like Jim Ross just like what like uh, uh, Can someone get Cole out here? <laughs> Please. <laughs> He's just sitting there like trying to call like a a, a fucking like R Truth match while Heyman's getting put on the meat wagon. <laughs> Show must go on now. And, uh, then, and then he, then they could stick him in the AEW game after. 
<laughs> there you go. Um, oh, man. I'm not saying that that tell-all interview was like Melanie Pillman level cringe, but it was pretty damn close. Uh, the, I think the Melanie Pillman oh, interview, like right at that was just like, what are you doing? Like even as a kid at that point, Vince being combative, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it was a bad, bad look. And that was probably one of the shittiest things Vince ever did. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that with recent, uh, <laughs> things that have come out but definitely still one of the shittiest things that Vince ever did um but yeah I, I like this and I will say in closing because we do actually have more to cover here on this episode go go back and watch some of Candido's matches you really can't go wrong uh yeah, even the Barry Horror was stuff like you brought up earlier I loved that shit because yeah. number one uh Barry Horowitz was a really good wrestler. So those two had some good matches, uh, some really good matches. Uh and that was a really cool story. I remember watching that and you know we all love a good underdog story and uh and we yeah. all knew who Barry Horowitz was and we all knew what his job was. So Yeah. yeah. He's uh made recent appearances for impact which i think is pretty cool he still looks good uh so in closing tammy declined to be interviewed for this probably a good move in all honesty uh well, i could have gave her a few beers she would have showed up <laughs> yeah i'm i'm sure uh <laughs> the they close with bail hearing footage just from last month so yeah uh, that's that's where that is. I do think you have plenty to do another sunny episode. I hope they do because uh, maybe, like I yeah. said, maybe wait in a few years because the story's not done. Yeah, I mean, I think if and she it, gets you know locked up for I, then it's still not done. It's not done, but it's effectively done. I mean, not even close. If she gets locked up, she can come out in five years and go kill four more people. Uh, that is true. Hopefully, there's no definitive end until one of two things happens. Hopefully, more than five years. Uh, and kudos to a guy like uh, Tom Pritchard at the end. I mean, you could tell. I I don't think he necessarily hates her, but he's like, I hope she stays in jail. That's that's kind of how I feel about it at the end of the day. But uh, but like most things, like Chris Benoit and all these other stories, I can still go back and enjoy her work. Like I said, go watch some of the Smoky Mountain stuff that you very likely haven't seen. The the fat shaming promo. It's like with my guidance, you can be an acceptable human being. That was <laughs> that was funny as shit. Uh, so Hold good on. start. Oh, we got a we got a question. We do. Big T uh, say she does her time in jail and she gets out. Do you think an individual like DDP could help her? She's a different case. Um, I mean, she doesn't need to rehab her her body, uh, you know, because like Jake Roberts, I, I know it wasn't just physical stuff, but Jake Roberts, Scott Hall, all these other people he helped had their bodies had fallen apart. Hers is, is more mental. So I don't know. Mental, emotional, whatever. I, I don't know that DDP is the guy to fix that. 
I think a long prison sentence might be, and you know, some therapy hopefully too, might be the the best hope. If if if, if anything, I mean, you know, some people just. I don't know if she wants the help. You know what I mean? Like you go back and look at some of those podcasts uh, that she did, some of the the you shoot stuff. I just get bullshit vibes. Like I I don't it's, know that it's it's hard when you're talking with an addict because you don't know who you're talking to. Yeah, that and she's a good bullshitter, obviously. So maybe she meant it. Who knows? But uh, we'll see. We'll see a good start to this season. I believe Magnum TA, I'm pretty sure, is the next episode. Uh, we're going to cover all of these, uh, probably usually Sunday, but, uh, you know, uh, it ended up being Monday. Yeah, that was my fault. We got one more question I, uh, we'll do before we move on. Yeah, we um, do have uh, another re- actually wrestling related at the same time. Uh, Big T, favorite Chris Candido match and personal favorite Sunny moments. You know, with Candido, I'd have to think if I did a top 10, I'll put some in the comments later, but I'll tell you, there'd probably be more than a few tag matches with Lance Storm. Yeah, that run was really good. Yeah, that was, I mean, you could argue maybe he was never better uh, than he was at that at that time. Um, but I... I, at the time, that Barry Horowitz thing, to be honest. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like his best match or anything, but uh, that was a big moment. The uh, TNA run was good, too. Yeah. Yeah, the TNA run was the start, of, I think, of something really good. Yeah, you could see. Yeah. you could. That's, yeah. You can see the old Candido. It's, it's. Yeah, I'll, I'll drop some uh, I've, matches I've... in the comments after. Drop your favorite Candido matches. And and you know sunny moments in the uh, the comments. I'd be curious. Give people who find this video a guide of stuff well, to go look up. It's absolutely when she sang "Happy Birthday, Mr. President" or the "Tickle Me Elmo" segment. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, I, so, I, you know I'm lying. It's when she stole my wiener. She took that wiener, Dad. She took that wiener and she ran with it. <laughs> All right. I'm hungry enough. I don't care how hot you are. I'm like, that is my fucking wiener, bitch. Get yeah. your hands off my wiener, Sunny. <laughs> That's what you should have done. You should have yep. just. You remember yep. those Henry Winkler uh, commercials where it's like if if you get if somebody tries to touch your wiener, you just go ah. That's what you should have done. You should have just walked right up to her and just started doing that as loud as you can, Todd. That's what you should have done. <sighs> then you would have had like Axel Rotten or something like just come out from the back and like let go of his wiener, and they would have like whacked it with a barbed wire bat. Anyways. He was he was he was um, wrestling for the XPW European Championship versus Super Crazy. There you go. There, you which go. is a title that has not made its return yet, but. What if it makes its return when XPW UK starts? It pretty much has to, right? right? You, make, you make that the world title that down there. So, yeah. Well, I know. We're gonna have to... Hopefully. All right. Hopefully, Rob. I, I'm. I'm sure he will. Uh, 
talks about this on his podcast, which hopefully we're not going over at the same time as. But. <laughs> it happens. It, it happens. does. All right. So next up. Uh, so, Todd, big part of my childhood, I would imagine even more so for you, American Gladiators, the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary, two-part documentary. Also, coincidentally, produced by Vice. Produced by Vice, yes. I will say Vice does some damn good docu-series. Yeah. Some really good stuff. And I, I'm not the biggest sports guy outside of wrestling. Uh, but I'm told some of the like football shit they do and I know really good too. With the Dark Side brand, I just finished the second season of Dark Side of the nineties, which are all nineties stories, really good one. Mm-hmm. Um and they also have a dark side of comedy, which I haven't checked out yet. So, you know, Jim Belushi, John Candy, people like that. Oh, now that I'd actually be interested in checking out. Um, very interested, actually. I'm going to have to remember to DVR yeah. some of those. Uh, you can just go on the go on to the uh, Vice app on your, your Roku and just log in with your credentials. That's how I watch them. Okay, I'm I'm gonna definitely check that out. Actually, um, so yeah, American Gladiators two part documentary. Uh, I, I watched American Gladiators. I was a big fan. I never really knew anything about what went into the making of it and how it was conceived and all of the the epic drama that is covered over this. You know with parts one and two, basically almost three hour doc. Uh, but before we get into that, Todd, how did you first discover American gladiators? Cause I assume you watched it back in the day. Um, well, you know, back then syndicated TV, you flipped around on the weekend, you found something cool and this just happened to be what popped up and yeah, just flipping through the channels. I don't remember. Maybe I saw commercials for it. I don't even remember. I just remember it was on, KCAL 9, and yeah, that's where I checked it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, already being a wrestling fan of that era, mm-hmm. you got big costumes, you know. Like, it was, I don't want to say it was the same market, but you're going after like that. I, I don't even want to say the superhero market, but it is kind of like that real life superhero thing going on, which, you know, those that they, they have in common. It's not a stretch to say if you were watching pro wrestling. Back then, you were probably watching American Gladiators, too. I don't think it'd be a big, big stretch. It was Bill Clinton's favorite show. Though. Well, hey, hopefully he was getting it, getting head while he's watching. <laughs> it was. It was, he, he was just, like, diddling an intern with a cigar while he was like, oh, Atlasphere, my favorite. <laughs> I, I'm just going to say that. that he uses so, the wrong end. He just hears her scream. Oh, shit. Sorry. That might be the most like 90s moment ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, American Gladiators, the first like sports reality competition show blended with the game show. I mean, it was... It was a really compelling concept, and as we go along in this doc, we have a former Elvis impersonator named Johnny Ferraro, who was the creator of American Gladiators, although as we go on, we kind of learn that he kind of stole it from a guy named Apache Dan Carr. 
uh, who. Oh yeah. Total Carney. I could totally see him in the wrestling business too. Um, not Dan Carr, but you know, well, him too, but for different reasons, talking about the uh, Carney. <laughs> when you, when they show like some of that old, like seventies, early eighties footage of Dan Carr, that dude looked like he could fucking end you. <laughs> I was waiting to see his fucking tag match with the Road Warriors. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I was a scary looking dude. Uh, so a- as we go through this doc, we we kind of learn that Johnny Ferraro really kind of took advantage of Dan Carr. Uh, no idea that there was a form of the show that started in the early 80s. It was all conceived with these, these sort of, I guess we... I guess you would just call them barbecues slash unofficial like tests of strength that these steel workers did in Erie, Pennsylvania, which Erie, Pennsylvania, I guess is the home of uh, American gladiators. That's, you know, where Dan Carr was. And they used to do these competitions essentially just for the steel workers and their families where and there's footage of it. Like they would just climb like up 200 feet on a pole without like any kind of safety harness uh, doing this crazy shit, just wrestling. Uh, you see kind of like the early Genesis of what the actual games would become. Uh, and I didn't know anything about this. I, I thought that part of it, I thought was really, really cool. Uh this will be a love fest, by the way. Even if you're unfamiliar with American Gladiators, I feel this is a, a doc that's compelling enough that will make you want to go back and watch that stuff, which I don't know where American Gladiators might be streaming. or anything. It is streaming currently on Pluto TV. They have the first three seasons. Okay. Okay. They were canceled after seven, I believe. So we need four more of the original run. I'm just well, waiting for, for it. Well, we'll get to the new. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll definitely. They couldn't have timed it out better for this documentary to hit either. It's like the it's like the XPW relaunch. They perfectly set it up with the dark side. Now they're getting. Well, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but that's what I, I'm saying. We'll get there. Yeah, because I, I don't think it it would necessarily work now. Uh, well, it, yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, so the beginning really kind of run down runs down the time period that we we're in at this point, the idea of uh, that really Dan Carr had of creating people seeing like Rocky Balboa in the flesh, a real Rocky Balboa going up against these hardcore gladiators and seeing if they can rise to fame. This this really highlights the actual cast of the American Gladiators, but they also uh, do a really good job of showing some of the guys that competed and won and became superstars. There's a good rundown of all these guys' lives and where they're at now, uh, and women as well. Well, most uh, of them. Some of them. Maybe yes, there's a lot that refuse to be interviewed. Uh Again, Johnny Ferraro. Uh, what I did not realize, and this is wild, those guys on American Gladiators, and if you if you're unaware of how big that truly was at the time, they had video games, they had action figures, trading cards, lunch boxes, 
there was tours they had all sorts of shit going on those guys made $25,000 a year and no and no cut of any merchandise and you thought the WWE F deals in the 80s were bad <laughs> when i heard that i was like i mean granted i guess eight, you know that 25k went a little further than it would now but i'm going to do the math still <laughs> Still, like, goddamn, uh, they got fucked. I, I had no idea. I mean, I I knew these guys weren't getting like seven figures or anything like that, but like, surely they're getting like a hundred k or something. And they were uh, getting twenty five, twenty five thousand dollars a year. Uh, and as we go through this. Some of them suffered pretty horrific injuries. You forget at this time, some of the safety regulations and everything was, it wasn't the same. Uh, There's footage of uh, Darren McBee, of course, went on to some acting fame uh, where he got just booted off the the joust or not joust um, when they do the zip. Yeah, that's the joust. Yeah, the, the zip the zip line where it kicked him off, and he like had that horrific concussion. Oh, I was thinking about my favorite uh, part. Yeah, the, was uh, oh, what's his name? When he's talking about being all excited. The old gang member talking about being all excited to beat up the cop. Saber, Saber, yeah, Lynn, Saber. Lynn Red Williams. Yeah, they had the LAPD uh, episode, and it's cool going back and watching that, knowing the backstory because his. Right. Man, his nephew was it was like killed by a cop. No, he so. was like, yeah, he was straight blood gang. I mean, yeah, was, yeah. yeah, like off the street, straight to gladiators. <laughs> That's nuts. what I also loved about this doc is the behind the scenes footage. You see them yeah. in the back, uh, like you well, not them. literally fucking, but you see some of them obviously like hooking up and getting patched up in medical. It's a great peek behind the curtain. Uh, it really is. Uh, Cliff Booth, did they interview Mike the Natural O'Hearn? They did, actually. He did pop up in that. Uh, briefly. He's not like a, a... I don't think he's a big, big focus. But uh, So, like, they really cover a lot in this, guys. I was really impressed. Because, you know, I loved American Gladiators. But at the same time, I'm thinking, like, this could have just been a boring doc. Oh, that, yeah. There, you know, good. like... Um, currency <clears throat> calculator in uh, 2023, that's about $61,000. Is it that high? Yeah, I yeah. guess that makes sense. But still, I mean, there's no doubt for what they for were a doing. national TV star making 60 grand a year. That's yeah. And not getting any merch cut. Like th- maybe you do, that's your base pay. And then you get like right. a lot more through merch, but, but yeah, they were, screwed i mean i had a lot of that american gladiator shit i love that uh so <laughs> yeah. you have little helmet the joust gimmick i don't remember having the joust gimmick i had the trading cards uh i had the video game uh yeah i, I think i, I know i had a shirt if i could have if i could find it it'd be a physical photo but what were I'm you sure like that... three years old when it started <laughs> yeah three or four probably okay. when it started but man i still those are early memories but i remember watching american gladiators all the time 
Um, yeah. Yeah. So I was 13 when it started. So that makes sense why I didn't have, I did play the video game. Well, that's still the right age. Yeah. I wasn't going to go fucking at 13, go buy a bunch of fucking joust gimmicks and play outside with my friends. Unless we could somehow tape 40s on those. I don't know. I'll figure it out. It's not too late. You and Caesar have a joust. (sighs) We can play Edward 40 hands when you're down here now. Damn. Sorry, I don't want to drink. I'm not gonna do Edward 40. Else. Okay, I'll I'll Remember give Remember what happened to you yesterday, Todd. God damn it. <laughs> well, that was three. I'm going down to two now. Oh, Jesus. Uh so I mean there's some of it's depressing, uh, but for the most part, not as depressing like, as yeah. the, as the Candido one. See, I had heard a lot of the gladiators were just in awful situations. Now, now one guy is. Yeah. Um, uh, which we'll get into, but uh, they they run down their their life stories. Darren McBee, Malibu, who contacted me years ago on Facebook about possibly being in one of the movies I was working on, which is crazy. <laughs> I went back to find that message, and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah!" I I I, I was like. Yeah. Uh, well, now you got a message him back. We're like, no, but you want to come on the podcast? <laughs> he might. He might. Uh, and if, if you're not familiar, Darren McBee, uh, well, I guess Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I forget his character name, but he was a heavy in a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, he's he, very familiar. I mean, just like w- when yeah. I saw him in the doc, I immediately knew him from American Gladiators. But then when they're yeah. showing the footage, I was like, I forgot he did that. But I remember a minute. I yeah. just didn't connect them a lot of the times, so I guess. And had three, I believe he said three professional wrestling matches as Malibu. Uh, what I did, I didn't know this at all, but uh, he talks about his Makes life sense, story. Uh, he and his wife were working towards a WWE contract. I don't know how far that was uh, or, you know, where that was at. Uh, but his wife, if I recall from the doc, had some sort of issues with, uh, I think it was, I assume, a, a boob job or something, and had some sort of medical issue and just died, like freak thing, and that uh, sort of sent him into a tailspin because uh, then he suffers a really bad injury doing a stunt. And uh, luckily, he seems to be one of the good ones now that he's doing quite well. Uh, he's not having life. a cloudy day. Nah, he is not. <laughs> uh, he seems to be doing all right. Uh, Gemini, we focus a lot on him, and he talks about how rough it was on his family, trying to quit at one point, and basically uh, being told by Johnny Ferraro, nobody cares about Michael Horton. You know, they only care about Gemini. Like, who are you if you quit? Uh, I thought that part, they really set up Johnny Ferraro as somebody pretty detestable. Now, there's more to it, though, as you go along. because, And I won't spoil that, but this doc doesn't end necessarily like you, you think it would end. Yeah, I, that, that, the end, I wasn't expecting it. I thought the way, we're, the way they yeah. built through it, we weren't going to get it. Yeah, there's a lot of mystery because it's set up where they're not able 
to interview Dan Carr. And you don't fully know why. And that, but, that story kind of unravels as you go through the doc. Because it's like, wait, why can't we talk to Dan Carr? What's going on here? Well, the one thing that John Fierro says is he has his life stories. John life, Ferraro. Yeah, life story, right? So, like, they can't do it without his permission, right? Which must have been bullshit. Because I was a little confused with that. Because I was like, okay, so then why were they... How were they able to? Yeah, there, there was. Th- I had a, a couple questions about that myself. Again, I don't want to give away everything, but, uh, but we do do spoilers during this, so it's obviously they do get to him. But uh, the whole journey that this doc was, I was really impressed. Very, like I would buy this on physical media. Like that's how impressed I was of the quality of the doc. Definitely one of the best docs I've seen this year. And I love a good doc. Um, and, and it's funny. Cause just watching part one, like, damn, this is, I, I don't know how it can get better. Then I watched episode two. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, I, I was very impressed with this. I really, really love this documentary. I thought it was just stellar. Uh, and like I said, even if you're out there and you're, you're unfamiliar, maybe you're a little bit younger and gladiators wasn't really a thing for you. Uh, check this out anyways. It's, it's worth it. It's a great story. It's and, streaming right now on ESPN plus. If you have that, I mean, yeah. I have mine with the Disney bundle. If not, I believe you can still watch it on the website. If you have like a cable login. Mm-hmm. So, and the, what I thought was really cool is they also go into American gladiators being, pitched by johnny to orion pictures as a movie concept yes. in 84 and they tracked down some people that he pitched to which uh a lot of that kind of spans over time he's still trying to make an american gladiators movie and it was day. and who was he who, who do we have interview who did who was he pitching to it was a big writer the screenwriter well if you go a little bit later the screenwriter of uh, point break there we go uh was yeah and they talk a little bit about the concept of that movie which i thought was really really cool um and they cram a lot into here because it's a lot of it is johnny and uh dan carr's relationship what happened that's Uh, more that's really the focus of the second episode yeah and uh you see some of the gladiator tryouts. Uh, this really was something that I feel like I wish they could get the gladiators that weren't interviewed so that we could, we could kind of just see like where they're at now. They glaze over it a little bit. There's some footage, there's some like audio from interviews that they did. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you could, you certainly understand why they didn't opt for uh to to be interviewed on anything that johnny was involved in uh but um the one thing that they made the point of saying and it's you know it, it this this show was you know created because of the writer's strike i mean that's the only reason i got greenlit the mm-hmm. 88 writer's strike gave us the first initiate our first go round, and then the one most of us forget is the 2008 revival, which they do bring up. God, I forgot Hogan hosted that show was so bad. 
Well, even that Gladiators 2000 thing they were getting ready to do with Ryan Seacrest hosting, <laughs> which there's footage of like Ryan Seacrest. At, well, shit, at that point, probably not too far away from when Idol started. And um, the, yeah, I knew you're not kidding, but it's like, it's well, then why don't I just watch fucking Double Dare? You know what I mean? At that mm. point, that, that show was always a, like, I, I didn't get the white bother, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, and then they bring up the last, you know, revival, potential revival. Well, you know, they didn't bring up the, the 2014 one or the 2018 one that I think the 20, wait, the 2018 one. Yes. The 2018 one was the Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg one that didn't happen for the 30th anniversary, but it didn't happen. So I, I feel like. You will see an attempt at this again, but the problem is, and they talk about it, like some of the old gladiators talk about it, where they said like, it wasn't Smash Mouth anymore. Part of the appeal was that impact, because you go back and watch gladiators, you forget how violent that was. I mean, they would just fucking demolish you. (laughs) Like it was, it was a rough show. And I'm not, I, I'm not saying that that's necessarily a good thing, but uh, if you're not doing that, I kind of feel like, well, what's the point? It, how is this any different from just American Ninja Warrior now, or whatever, or some of these other shows that I was going to say Wipeout, but yeah, well, Wipeout to a degree, I guess. I think the one, well, I don't watch American Ninja Warrior. Well, I don't watch Wipeout either. My but, niece is a nephew, but does that one have like? Like gladiators per se, like okay, no. okay, so like that's the one thing that would be missing your opposition coming at you, and that I think is part of the appeal. Yeah, that it's just the everyman trying to conquer these like Greek gods and goddesses. It would it would have to be it would have to be bubble wrapped like like I like Wipeouts always feels looks soft. Yeah, or like Double Dare <laughs> with the foam. Yeah, it would it would be downgraded for sure. Uh, and especially the last one that was pitched, the WWE one that was supposed to have like workers on there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see you know WWE anyway involved in it. See the the sad thing about that though, it depends who you get. Like being a WWE superstar doesn't necessarily mean you're tough. I mean, I hate to put... Well, you're tough to a degree, but you know what I mean? Like, Tell me more, Dan. If you're... Well, you're not going to stick a, a smaller guy up there. How many people look like the old school gladiators in WWE now? It's a small list. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Like, no, no, you're not wrong. How many like giant jacked fucking machines are there now? There, there might be just enough to do it, but... And, but let's I mean. be real. That's not who WWE is going to send over. They're like, who are we using? <laughs> well, that's yeah. But send over Zack Ryder. Oh, wait, if, we fired him. <laughs> like Seth Rollins. Like I'm sorry, your average dude could probably have a pretty solid shot of mowing through Seth Rollins in that sort of. I'm not saying he's not a great athlete, but you know the old school gladiator stuff. I don't know. The appeal wouldn't be the same. Now, you throw out, like, a Ryback or Jackson Riker, like, just some, like, insane. Or Omos. That would actually be entertaining. 
<laughs> I but see the thing for me is like it, it loses what it is once it's network. Then it becomes corporate. When it was syndicated, yeah. it was the Wild West. They could do what they want. Now in, in 2023, yeah. it's gonna be so sanitized. But you know what? I'm all for you know, give it another go. Fuck it. We're we're in the middle of a writer's strike. They need programming. I, I, I suspect it could happen now with the documentary and people like loving it. Yeah, I I think I think it's time to give it a shot. There were some dumb things, some dumb characters that they were trying with that Hulk Hogan reboot that just didn't quite work. Even I remember being excited, and I think I watched maybe one or two, and then I was like, "Yeah, this is not the same." <laughs> I tuned it out pretty quickly, um, and. Yeah, and that is a good point that you brought up earlier. Like writer strikes are what brought it back. So every <laughs> time, and uh, what was it? Eighty eight, two thousand and eight, and now twenty. Now would be the time for it to happen again. Um, so I, I don't know. Wanna... That, I was going to say oh. there was some positive coming out today, so we may be ending that. But the oh show. really? I haven't really paid yeah. attention to news today. Well, so. it dominates the California news cycle, so. If I have it on local. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got theme parks news, and we got that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. I don't think it's done. I don't think Johnny's going to get his movie. Although I I'm in, I want it, that now. <laughs> I'm, I I'm like a, the the meta approach where it was like the gladiators are all washed up and they have to just go and save a, a kid somewhere. I think that would right. I don't know. It just kind of feels like he's pitching something you would have had in the eighties or nineties, though. That's what I wanted. <laughs> that you probably just aren't going to get now. I know we're not, but come on, dude, be positive. <laughs> they'll they'll have the gladiators, and then they'll have like. All right, we need to put Zach Efron in there and <laughs> say a few names like that to, to make it work. The, Throw in a love interest. The Rock will be one of the gladiators. Be, <laughs> Baywatch reboot or re, reunion. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, so this gets my highest recommendation. If you remember the show, you're going to fall in love with it. And, and want to watch the show. Anyway. Yeah, and if you're not, it's still very worth watching. Uh, you know, you have the one guy who sadly suffered a lot of health stuff. You can't put all of that on gladiators. Obviously, there was. You oh, know, but we can put it all off on Sunny and not the alcohol. Okay. Sunny is a fucking <laughs> bitch, dude. Hot dog stealing. She was, she was always nice to me. Yeah, well, just you never ran into her while she was driving, so. Uh, or vice versa. So, guys, we will be back next week with the Magnum TA episode, and maybe depending what else is going on in the world of wrestling. And we are going to be live this Wednesday with Flesh Wound Horror. We're going to be reviewing Subspecies Five, The Boogeyman, which I just recently got back from before, right before the show. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, Exorcism in Utero. Amityville Curse, not the 1990 film, but an yet another new Amityville movie. So you know that's a sign of quality. Oh, and I got another one, Dan, that we might have to bring back the other series for. 
yeah, what I know, and I know what it is because I saw it on there. Amityville Emmanuel is that? Oh what? yeah, you know what it is. Yeah, you know we have to cover that shit. Yeah, you're not even fooling me. <laughs> you you take out the Amityville maybe, but but yeah. we're, we're definitely covering that one, dude. Amityville Mount Misery Rose. I still have, <laughs> I still Man. have nom flashbacks to that movie. That movie is, I'm not kidding. Maybe the worst movie ever made. Like it is a candidate, and I don't throw worst ever. Yeah, I, it's there. It's right up there with Axum. Yeah, I was gonna say it. it I oh God, the only thing worse in life would be to like watch them on two screens. Like, right. like right now, you see me and you. If one was Axum and the other was fucking about Misery Road, Ugh. I might, I might have to TJ Perkins. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. I just made a new code for that. <laughs> Yeah, that oh, god damn. But yeah, we will be live Wednesday. Uh that should be a really good show. I think there's a lot to talk about. I'm really excited to talk about Subspecies 5, uh which I I'm just excited watched. to watch it. Yeah, we got a non-exploitation show dropping soon, uh which I'm also very excited about. I think you guys will enjoy that. We got some more uh a lot of after dark content is always coming your way and uh and yeah, is all. I was just say SCS will be back on Sundays. Yes, that'll be back on our regular night of Sunday. Uh, Patreon.com slash Flesh Wound Features. It all starts at just a buck. You really help us out, and we appreciate it. Uh, so on that note, don't right. steal. Don't steal hot dogs and don't drive drunk. That is the moral of this podcast. And never trust an Elvis impersonator. Dan, say goodnight. Good night, guys. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.